0: Over the last couple of decades, there have been a variety of studies done on the practice of gratitude. And these studies vary widely as to how many times a day the person practices gratitude, whether it's once, twice, or many times, and how they do it, whether they're speaking their gratitude to another person, whether they're writing it, either privately or to someone else, or whether it's just a mental expression of gratitude. But in every study, the results show that even a tiny bit of gratitude expressed every day produces positive benefits for both the body and the mind. And I'd like to read you just a little bit of the list of some of these benefits because it's rather impressive. Lower blood pressure. Improved sleep quality. Improved physical health, fewer aches and pains. Reductions in stress, burnout, and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Reductions in feelings of envy, resentment, frustration, regret, and depression. Reductions in aggression. One study even showed that it minimized the thoughts of suicide and of suicidal attempts. It increases feelings of happiness and increases positive moods. It increases mental strength, improves self-esteem, enhances empathy, strengthens personal relationships, and the list goes on and on. But you get the idea that there are proven results from the practice of gratitude. But why does this happen? What is happening when we're expressing gratitude? Obviously, for all of these studies to come up with these similar results, something is happening. Paramahansa Yogananda says, Thanksgiving and praise open in your consciousness the way for spiritual growth and supply to come to you. Spirit pushes itself out into visible manifestation as soon as a channel is opened through which it can flow. Spirit is of God. Spirit is light. Spirit is a high vibration. Illnesses and imbalances they're a lower vibration, they're darker. Light and darkness cannot exist in the same space. And light is the stronger, isn't it? If you go into a dark room and you turn on the light, the light doesn't become dark and the dark doesn't remain dark. When you turn on that light, the darkness becomes light. So what happens then to our darker tendencies, our darker qualities, our our imbalances, our, our fears and worries and anger and frustration and so forth, our illnesses, when through this channel that we've opened through grateful thoughts, Spirit pushes itself out into visible manifestation. Well, the light comes in. So those dark qualities diminish they start to become lighter and brighter. So all of these physical and mental benefits are quite compelling. But for those of us on a spiritual path, there are even higher benefits, even greater benefits than these. And Master explains, whenever you express divine qualities such as courage, joy, or we could say gratitude, You are being born again. Your consciousness is being made new by the manifestation of your true soul nature. Spirits flowing through. That manifestation of your true soul nature is coming out. This is the spiritual rebirth that enables you to see the kingdom of God. So through practicing divine qualities, we are able to see the kingdom of God. And gratitude is such an easy quality to practice, much easier than, say, courage, which depends on fear in order to practice it. But gratitude can be practiced anytime, any place. In fact, saints of all religions who haven't had scientific meditation techniques to take them to God and keep them in the presence of God have depended on devotional techniques, such as the practice of gratitude, to keep their consciousness uplifted. In fact, in many religions, when they speak of praise, they're actually talking about a devotional expression of gratitude towards God. So if there are any of you out there who feel that you don't have much of a devotional nature, this is a practice that you can take up that may help you to develop that devotion. Gratitude opens a channel, an aperture, for God's light to flow through to us. So this is why Paramahansa Yogananda stressed this practice of gratitude to Umamata, the young nun, who he knew was later to become a board of director and self-realization fellowship for many decades. He was training her from an early age to keep that channel open for spirit to flow through. It's also the reason why I felt good after writing thank you notes when I was a child. I had momentarily, in those moments of expressing gratitude, I momentarily touched into spirit. And that touching into spirit made me feel joyous, made me feel good. So try this sometime. When you're feeling out of sorts, when you're feeling like you're having just a bad day, everything's going wrong, pause and say, what am I grateful for right now? In this moment, what am I grateful for? And if it's a really bad day, you might find yourself saying, well, not much. But there's always something you can be grateful for. We have our bodies that are breathing, we have the air that we breathe, we have water and sunshine, we have friends, we have God's love for us, God's unconditional love for us. Guruji says, you should be thankful for everything at all times. Everything at all times. Realize that all power to think and speak and act comes from God and that He's with you now, guiding and inspiring you. He's with you now, guiding and inspiring you. So let's try this right now. Let's just close our eyes, focus them gently at the Christ Center, take a deep breath, exhale and relax. And think for a moment, right now, What am I grateful for? Right now, what am I grateful for? And when you've identified it, then simply say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you. Whatever aspect of God is appealing to you, repeat it with sincerity from your heart over and over. So let's just practice this for a few moments. Gratitude is a welling up from within. It's an expansion of feeling in the heart. So a lot of words aren't necessary. A simple thank you, God, thank you will suffice. Did you feel it in your heart? Could you feel that welling up, that expansion of loving, soothing energy there? Don't worry if you didn't. If you continue with this practice, After a while, you will be able to feel that feeling of Spirit flowing through. Self-Realization Fellowship's third president, Sri Dayamata said the following words, Offering inward expressions of gratitude is such an easy way to get to know God. Offering inward expressions of gratitude is such an easy way to get to know God. Preoccupation with daily concerns can foster an illusion of isolation or self-sufficiency, which dulls us into forgetfulness of the loving power that silently, ceaselessly sustains us." This is such an important sentence. Preoccupation with daily concerns. Isn't it easy to get caught up in the world? watching the news and all the dramas that are going on, but even just our daily lives, all of our responsibilities, the things that we need to do, the people who are dependent on us. And granted, these things are necessary and good. But when we get so caught up that we're forgetful of God, that we're forgetful of the loving power that silently, ceaselessly sustains us, then this is when Ma says we foster an illusion of isolation. Feeling that God and happiness are far away. Or a feeling of self-sufficiency, that we don't really need God because we've got it under control and we're actually doing a really good job, like we're running the universe. That bubble will pop. That bubble will burst at some point. And these attitudes, then, she says, dull us into further forgetfulness of the loving power that silently, ceaselessly sustains us. So too much close association with the world dulls us down. And we see this now with people getting caught up in all the dramas that are going on. And there are good things going on in the world, but it's that sense of feeling alone and feeling isolated that's produced by choosing to get too wrapped up in what's happening in the world. In another place, Daya says, mortal consciousness, or again, being caught up in the world, obscures with a shroud of ordinariness the beneficent working of the hand of God in our lives, dulling our perception with indifference and an attitude of taking things for granted. And we're seeing this too. People have become indifferent. They're not caring about others. They've dulled themselves down into this state of just surviving. Then there's taking things for granted. And I think we all fall into this pit at one point or another. The other day I was reading an article about the failure of the uh, food systems in the world. And it got me thinking, how many people does it take to feed me? If you look at your plate and you think, where did all these things come from? And you trace them back to their sources. Sure, we know there are farmers and there are people who truck the food and pack it and, and design the labels and all of this. But if you make it personal, and you say, the farmer grew that for me, the harvesters harvested that for me, all of these people made it possible for me to have food, then I have a huge debt of gratitude to all of these wonderful people who have provided this service so that I can have the convenience of eating in the privacy of my own home. But those of us who have never lacked food may instead go to the grocery store and complain when our favorite bread isn't there, isn't available to us. Or we may load up our plate and then eat only half of it and waste the rest. Paramahansa Yogananda said, there's enough food to go around in the world. But because of these imbalances of greed and waste and distribution, the world is suffering. The United Nations World Food Programme said that 810 million people were malnourished last year. That's 160 million more than the year previous. So with all these food system failures going on around the world, I hardly take a bite anymore without feeling deeply grateful and praying for those who don't have as much as I do. But I have taken food for granted. And this is a big mistake. We need to be grateful for what we have. Because if we aren't, we set into action that law of karma, and lack may have to be created in my life in order to teach me to be grateful." Paramahansa Yogananda says, show gratitude to God for what He bestows on you without waiting for reverses to make you grateful. Show gratitude to God for what He bestows on you without waiting for reverses to make you grateful. Now every religious text speaks of gratitude as essential. And there's a quote from the Qur'an that goes along with this quote that Paramahansa Yogananda just said. Gratitude for the abundance you have received is the best insurance that the abundance will continue. Gratitude for the abundance you receive is the best insurance that the abundance will continue. This made me think of a hypothetical question that was circulating a number of years ago. And I don't know the source, but it went something like this, and it's a good one. What if right now all you had was what you thanked God for yesterday? What would you have? Some of you would vanish because you didn't thank God for your body. Some of you would be homeless today because you didn't thank God for your home. Some of you would be fasting, and so on and so forth. It's a good exercise in perspective, isn't it? So a few weeks ago when I was on retreat, I thought, I'm going to take this little question and I'm going to apply it one day and just see what happens. So I pretended that the next morning when I woke up, all I would have would be what I thanked God for that day. So the result was that I went through the day thanking God for each and every little thing, each breath, each piece of paper, everything around me, everything I touched, everything I saw. So what does that do to the consciousness then, when there's a continuous stream of grateful thoughts, one after another. Well, if each grateful thought opens that aperture and allows spirit to push itself out, then continued gratitude keeps that aperture open. Paramahansa Yogananda has a prayer that says, teach me to think of Thee until Thou dost become my only thought. And that's exactly what happened. We can put ourselves into the presence of God, into the presence of Spirit, by a continuous, sincere flow of grateful thoughts. So if you try this too, and I would highly recommend that you do, you're probably going to find that you're more peaceful on the inside. You're happier, you're calmer. You're probably also going to find that you start recognizing everything in your environment as an expression of God's love for you. And in addition, it will amplify, it will help you in your personal relationship with God. But don't take my word for it. Do your own experiment because your results will be uniquely suited to you and your personal relationship to God. Daya says, conscious inner offerings of thanksgiving reopen our eyes to God's countless manifestations all around us, thrilling us with a newfound capacity for wonder and rejoicing in daily life. I love that she says reopen, indicating that we've already been in these high states of consciousness. We just need to remember, we need to reawaken that memory within us. Now I have a question for you. Do you believe that you can reach these high states of consciousness? Do you believe that you deserve to reach these high states of consciousness? You do. But just in case you're one of those people who thinks, no, I've done so many bad things, and I have so many bad habits, no, you don't know me, I can't reach those state of consciousness in this life, it's not going to work for me. In case you're one of those people, I want to address that now. So let's begin by thinking of Christ on the cross. On either side of him, there are crosses. There are two thieves. One of the thieves is angry and says to Christ, If you are the Christ, save yourself and save us too. And the other one says, We are receiving the just rewards for our deeds, but this man has done no wrong." And he turns to Christ and he says, "'Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom.' And Christ says, "'Today you will be with me in paradise.'" Now note, Christ didn't say, "'No, thieves don't belong in my kingdom.' and so, therefore, you're going to have to suffer. He promised him paradise simply because he sincerely asked." So hang on to that thought for a moment. I'll tell you another story. This is from my childhood. We lived in the foothills, and one canyon over from us there was a small, pack of what we called the bad boys. They were undisciplined and unmonitored children who went around and created trouble in the neighborhood. And we knew a little boy who lived in that canyon as well. And his mother had told him very, very sincerely, very specifically, do not get mixed up with the bad boys. Do not play with them. But one day he was out riding his bike and they lured him in. And once they had him, they started throwing rocks at him. And when a rock hit his head and they saw blood, they all abandoned him, left him. When he saw that he was hurt and bleeding, he ran and hid. A couple hours later, his family found him unconscious in a field and he was taken into emergency surgery, a metal plate had to be put in his head, and he pulled through. And when he could speak again, his mother asked him, "'Honey, why didn't you come to me when you got hurt? I could have helped you.' And he said, "'I was afraid you'd be mad. I was afraid I would be in trouble.' So imagine this from the Mother's standpoint. All she wants is to help her son. She doesn't care that he disobeyed. She just wants him healed. And he runs and hides from her. So Divine Mother feels the same way about us. But we often run and hide. We have to find ways to get her attention so that she can help us simply by the asking, as the thief did to Christ. Or practicing gratitude, something that will open that channel for Spirit to flow into you. And you can start with simple, a simple prayer of gratitude, Divine Mother, thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for not judging me. Thank you for your unconditional love." I know an SRF devotee who told me I could use her as an example. And she, many years ago, came to me and said, I can't meditate. I'm so restless. I've tried. I love SRF. I love the teachings. I love the devotees. I like to be around them. They're good company but I just, I simply can't meditate. And so I tried to encourage her and give her some ideas. And She developed a little meditation area in her house, and then I found she was going and sitting there every evening, but she was taking word puzzles with her just to make herself sit there. And I told her, well, this isn't actually meditation and you're getting into a bad habit, so let's Let's have a talk about practicing the presence of God. So we talked about how she could include thoughts of God during the day. And after a while, I spoke with her again, and she said, that wasn't working either, and she was feeling kind of hopeless. And then we talked about gratitude. And she said, oh, that I think I can do. I'm grateful for things all day long. So, I told her, well, turn that gratitude then to God. When you're grateful for something, thank God for it, and let's see what happens with that. Well, after a while, she found that she could sit in her meditation area without resorting to doing word puzzles. Then after a while, she felt that she could actually do a little bit of the techniques. And as time went on, she developed a strong meditation routine. And to this day, she's meditating morning and evening with outward puzzles, and she's practicing gratitude. She's kept up that practice. So what happened was she acclimated her consciousness to the presence of God through these little touches, these little touches into Spirit. She got used to it. She started liking it. Her consciousness became less restless. Those little touches of gratitude took away the restlessness because the light went on in the room, and so the darkness vanished. In higher states of consciousness, gratitude is a natural outpouring from the heart. All the saints express gratitude. And those who were around Paramahansa Yogananda said he was the most grateful being they had ever met. He expressed gratitude for the tiniest thing that was done for him. But this also can be done in reverse. If you're in a high state of consciousness, you automatically practice gratitude. But if you practice gratitude, you touch in to the high state of consciousness. So, in a way, gratitude is a bit of a backstage pass into the presence of God. Sister Gyanamata, who was one of Paramahansa Yogananda's most highly advanced women disciples, expressed her gratitude to Guruji regularly. She lived her life as an open channel. And you can read about her life and read some of these letters of gratitude in her book, God Alone. And I wanted to read to you one of the notes, one of her classic notes that she wrote to Paramahansa Yogananda. She says, For recognizing me in Seattle as one of your disciples from the past, For receiving me when I had no one else to turn to, For holding me to the path when, bewildered by an agony of pain, I knew not which turn to take for everything that has come since up to the present day, for all you are that I know you to be, and for all you are that I cannot know, I offer you reverence, gratitude, devotion, and love. But not enough. Oh, not enough. It can never be enough." Possibly you've had a moment like that or two in your life where you felt so grateful that there just aren't even words to express it. And that type of gratitude is purifying to the consciousness. So let's take a look at how to put this into practice in your daily life. We've already covered some of these. First of all, you could do what Umama did and start your day By expressing gratitude to someone for what they've done, you can give them a call, or for something that they've given to you, you can message them. But just regularly start the day with that practice. Or you can do what Sister Gyanamata did, and you could get a journal or open a file on the computer and write a thank-you note to Guruji every day. Or you could use a journal or a file and just jot down every day the things that you are most grateful for in that particular day. And write out why you're grateful for those. The studies where people had to write out why they were grateful produced greater benefits. Or you could make a habit of randomly asking yourself throughout the day, what am I grateful for in this moment? And then, Closing your eyes and from your heart sincerely saying, thank you, God, thank you. Thank you, God, thank you. Like we practiced earlier. Or you could make a a pact with a friend that you call each other every day and you share what you're grateful for in that day. There are many ways to practice gratitude. The important thing is to try to create that feeling, try to get to where you feel that inflow of spirit in your heart. And you may have to experiment with this. You may find that a verbal expression brings about that feeling for you more than a written expression. But some of you may find that writing helps you more, or even just mentally being grateful. So once you've found the way that works for you, then be consistent. Because you want to keep that channel open so that you can receive the healing, the happiness, and the awareness of God's presence that you deserve as a child of God, that you deserve to have. Remember that an expression of gratitude momentarily neutralizes any negation that's in your consciousness, and you touch in to the presence of God. Paramahansa Yogananda says, open your eyes and see the good that you now have, and then keep alert and alive to recognize each new manifestation as it comes to you from God. Speak with devotion to the Father, and thank Him for all the good things in life. He is with you always, and nothing can interfere with your success if you acknowledge the divine power within you. Nothing can interfere with your success if you acknowledge the divine power within you." The second president of Self-Realization Fellowship, Janakananda whom Paramahansa Yogananda affectionately called St. Lin because he was so highly advanced, said the following, "'It is a great blessing through Master's grace to have realized myself to be not merely a body, but an immortal soul. And someday that will be your own blessing, when you do not identify yourself with the body, but know your true nature of spirit. When you melt into God, you will understand that He is the only reality. Master is here, just behind the darkness of your closed eyes. Receive the blessings that He gives you even now, and melt with Him into the ocean of God's joy. Master wants us to be happy and He is always with us. Tune in with Him, and you will never be without the bliss, the love, and the peace of God. So give gratitude a chance. Find a way to practice it in your everyday life so that you will be able to tune in with Him and never be without the bliss, the love, and the peace of God. Let's now take a few moments and pray for others. Through our prayers, we do help those in need around the world. Prayers are very tangible. Prayers are very strong, helpful agents of God. So take prayer seriously. And we want to especially pray for those who've added their names to the SRF Prayer Council and for anyone you know of who's in special need at this time. So let's just take a few moments and pray. So let's now practice the healing technique taught by our Guru. As we chant Om, visualize the light of God healing you and all others in body, mind, and soul. And let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Thou art omnipresent. Thou art in me. Thou art in all thy children. Manifest thy healing presence in our bodies. Rub your hands together. Visualize the light of God entering your medulla oblongata at the base of your skull. And collect that energy in your hands. And let's raise our hands to forehead height and chant om for the body. Oh Heavenly Father, Thou art omnipresent. Thou art in me. Thou art in all Thy children. Manifest Thy healing presence in our minds. Rotate your hands around each other Collecting the energy, this time in an invisible ball that your hands are forming. And let's chant OM for the mind. Aum. Heavenly Father, Thou art omnipresent. Thou art in me. Thou art in all thy children. Manifest thy healing presence in our souls. Again, rubbing the hands together. And let's chant home for the soul. Oh. And now let's raise our hands and chant Om, sending healing vibrations of love and peace and harmony to all the world. Aum. Heavenly Father, Mother, Friend, Beloved God, Jesus Christ, Bhagavan Krishna, Mahavatar Babaji, Lahiri Mahashai, Swami Sri Yateswar, Our Guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, Saints of all religions, We bow to you all. Beloved God, thinking of Thee equally in all activities, I shall know myself to be ever protected by Thine omnipresent goodness. I shall behold Thee, reigning in my heart forever. Receive my perpetual prayers of gratefulness. Aum. Peace. Amen.